You're listening to Dwelling Place Podcast, sponsored by Parkside Bible Church. Our goal is to have a conversation about how we can become a dwelling place for God by His Spirit, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Welcome back to Dwelling Place Podcast. This is episode two. I hope the first episode was helpful for you and maybe gave you some clarity about what we want to do with this podcast. Um, I know some of the audio was a little bit off as we uploaded it, uh, but just bear with us as we try to figure out how to do a podcast better. I've never done one before. I've listened to them, but never had the opportunity to host one or record one or edit one or upload or one or anything. So uh, just bear with us as we get some of those uh, problems worked out. I want to thank John Took for getting me a microphone that I can plug into my computer. And this has been really awesome, even a huge improvement just in uh, the recording little bit that I've done so far. So thanks, John. That's your second shout out, your two for two. Um, Today, as we get back into the podcast, start with episode two, uh, I really want to start with things that are really important. Um, That probably sounds obvious, but it's difficult when you get into a podcast or talk or put together any kind of teaching material about God and scripture and theology and all of that. It's difficult to know where to begin. Uh, Should you start with scripture or should you start with just talking about God or should you start talking about both or should you start with Jesus Christ? Where do you start? Um, And I think I want to start today since we have kind of an indefinite amount of time to talk about these things, uh, the thing that I think is maybe one of the most important parts of talking about God is starting with the start. So beginning right in the beginning. Um, And as we get into talking about God as the creator of everything, uh, the thing I want to set us on a trajectory of is really anytime you come to scripture, one of the best ways to start your study or think about what scripture means uh, for us today is to start with what does this teach us about God? As you do that, you'll start finding things about God's character, about his heart, about what he wants for people. Um, And then you can get into things like dispensational theology. You can get into systematic theology, um, get into those different kind of avenues. But really in any kind of study or reading or anything, it's helpful to say, what does this teach us about God and how can I obey it? I think that's a a good way to start. Um, And of course, it's more complex than that. And of course, you get into more questions about how to implement, how to apply things. Uh, But starting with the character and heart of God is always a great place to begin. And so today, I kind of want to start a little mini-series on the character of God. And we won't be able to exhaust everything that God is or all of his attributes or perfections or any of that. But the thing I want to start with today is God as creator. That's where scripture starts, and I think that's a good place for us to start as well. So let me read a little bit of a passage from Genesis 1. You've probably heard this verse before, uh, but I'm only going to read one verse. (laughs) Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And you've probably heard that verse before, quoted pretty much everywhere, even people that don't believe in Christianity quote that verse for different things. Um, But that's a really important verse. It starts off all of scripture with this idea that God created everything. Heavens and earth is a Jewish way of saying everything. It's kind of on the spectrum of uh, things that are physical that you can see, 
And then the other end of the spectrum is invisible things, angels, the dwelling place of God in his uh, throne room uh, in heaven. That's the whole spectrum of everything. So in the beginning, God created all of that, everything, everything that you can think of, everything that you can imagine, everything that you can see, uh, taste, touch, hear, smell. God created all of it. So this is really important for us as we get into scripture is to remember that scripture sees God as the creator of everything. That's huge. Now, the only way you can create everything is if you exist outside of that. Uh, And that's another really important part that comes from God as creator. God is not just uh, far away and doesn't care about us, but rather he is transcendent. He's other, he's different, he's outside of creation, he exists outside of it in a, in a different kind of existence, and he created everything. So this is really important for us to, to get, that to be the creator of everything, you have to exist outside of it and care about what you're creating. So that's, that's the, the first thing I want us to see here is that God is creator, and he is different, other, outside of, above, transcendent, beyond everything And he created it. So that's really crucial for us to grasp onto, to wrestle with, to think about as we get into the rest of scripture. Um, And it really sets up an important theme throughout all of scripture. Uh, Because God is creator of everything and exists outside of it, he is free to do whatever he wants. He has divine freedom. He has free reign over his creation that he owns. And this is huge. Uh, The Old Testament uses this uh, idea of God as creator and the owner of everything as the starting point for why God alone deserves our worship. So there's a couple of passages I want to read uh, really quick. The first one is Psalm 103, and I may come back to this at the end of the podcast too, uh, so listen close. This is Psalm 103. I'm not going to read the whole Psalm, uh, but this Psalm says this. This is Psalm 100 verse 3. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So that's partly talking about the people of Israel especially. There's also this broader idea that God alone is God, and it is he who has made one people in general, but then also chose the people of Israel as well. So it's nothing that people could do. We couldn't create ourselves. Israel couldn't choose itself to be God's sacred possession, but rather God chose to create people and then also chose out of his divine freedom to work explicitly through the people of Israel in the Old Testament. But it starts with the Lord himself as God, and he is the one who made us uh, people in general, but then also the people of Israel in the Old Testament. Another verse uh, in Isaiah is really important. And these are just a a couple out of the uh, ton in the Old Testament that talk about God as creator, especially in the Psalms. Uh, But here in Isaiah 42, verse 5, God says uh, this, "Thus, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the people and the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and life to those who walk in it. So here in the book of Isaiah, which is talking about uh, why the people should adjust the way they're living. One of the main reasons for that is because God is the one who created everything in general. 
And the people of Israel and the Old Testament writers often pick this up and say, if you need reason for why you should obey God, why you should change your behavior, why you should adjust to him, the main reason is, and the most important reason is, that God created everything. And it is dependent on him. The earth's existence, the universe's existence, the heaven's existence is all dependent upon God. God brought it into existence out of nothing, and he alone is the one who holds claim over it. That's huge for us uh, to grasp onto. There's one more verse, too, that uh, has really been important in my life over the last few years. Uh, Let me get there real quick. This is in uh, Job uh, chapter 41 verse 11. Uh, Job is a a book about suffering and kind of thinking about why do we suffer? Why does God allow people to suffer, especially good people? What is the point of all of this? And a lot of the book has Job's friends coming to him and trying to explain using culture or observation or uh, different ways of thinking uh, why his suffering happened. Maybe he sinned and this is uh, God punishing him. Uh, Maybe this is just the way the world is and deal with it, Job. Uh, And we don't necessarily get a satisfying answer, one that we would want, but rather uh, the last few chapters of Job are God speaking directly to Job and saying, you do not have the right perspective on all of creation in order to accuse me of anything. So again, God calls on his divine freedom and saying, because I own everything, because I created everything, I can do whatever I want and it's not for you to question me, which sounds harsh, uh, but listen to this verse in Job 41, verse 11. This is a a crazy verse. Uh, Job 41, verse 11. This is God speaking. Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. So God, in this very authoritative, straight up answer, he says, I don't owe anyone anything because Everything under heaven belongs to me. So again, God calls on the fact that he created everything and that he owns it. And he's not responsible to any person or anything. Rather, they are dependent on him. And this is going to become huge too when we start talking about uh, the person of Jesus and what he means. Because a lot of his uh, preaching in the Gospels talks about God as the provider. God as the one who sustains his creation. And this is really important for us because in our culture, we have this idea that uh, we can pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. The harder you work, the more determination you have, the better your life will be, almost as if we have control over our destiny or our lives. But all of scripture points to the fact that although we can move and have our being in this world and we can uh, do things that have natural consequences, ultimately God is in charge of everything. Uh, sovereignty is the fancy theological word for it. God has uh, supreme reign over everything. God is the provider and not we ourselves. Like Psalm 103 said, um, God made us, not we ourselves. We couldn't bring ourselves into existence. Only God could create us. And therefore, we have to trust that he is the provider. He knows what's best for us, and we can trust him in that. And this is important, especially when we think about salvation. Salvation is nothing that we could do. It's ultimately given to us by grace uh, through faith. There's nothing that we can add to salvation to make it happen to us. 
It's completely on God's end because he loves us. Uh, But also, our culture tells us that we can provide for ourselves. Our culture tells us that we can work hard enough to uh, earn any kind of status for ourselves. Our culture tells us that we can uh, manipulate and have power over our relationships um, or over our physical needs uh, like money or food or health when really the world is much more complex than that and ultimately God is the one who's sovereign over everything. So we have to see everything that we have everything that we are gifted and blessed with as God providing for us. Ultimately, because everything under heaven belongs to him. So that's where we want to begin. God as creator, God as transcendent, God as the provider of everything. Um, And next time we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the other side of that, uh, which is God near us, God among us, and what that looks like. So I want you to think about What does God as provider mean for me today? If we want to start with what passages say about God and his character, uh, the first thing is that God is creator and he's above, transcendent, and he provides for us. So what does that do and how does that affect our day-to-day life? Are we working, uh, thinking that we are our own providers, that we can force blessing upon ourselves? Or is it more trusting God and knowing that he's trustworthy. Uh, We'll talk more about this next week, but I'm really grateful you've joined and listened to this. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, uh, text me, call me, talk to me on Sunday, uh, post on Facebook. Uh, If you have any questions, I'd love to answer those as well. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.